Welcome to the In Between Podcast. I'm Astrid. And I'm Alexis. And we're two best friends on a journey to living a fun, intentional life. We know it's easier to share on a season of life once it's behind you. But what about when you're in the middle of the growth, confusion, and decision-making? This lifestyle podcast is for the everyday gal who loves to travel, talk about business, relationships, fashion, and everything in between. Hi, friends. Welcome to our first episode of the In Between podcast. And we are starting out with our evolution of personal style. So stoked for this. (laughs) Diving right in. Style has been a huge thing that we've one bonded over. Yes. Obsessed over. And uh, we really clicked on that. And it's also something that I love talking about in general. So I think this is a great place to start. And then we can dig into all the deep layers of like the emotional side of, of personal style and how this plays into our confidence and feeling secure in ourselves. For sure. For sure. So before we start, though, um, one thing that we want to do with the in-between podcast is really bring in the word in-between and kind of do a little check-in slash a little life update with you all and just overall sharing what do we feel like we're in-between. Mm-hmm. So the seasons that we're at, um, whenever, if you got a chance to listen to the intro, we share that during our, our own conversations, we're always sharing what we're in between. So we're going to share that with you now. And I'm going to go ahead and let Alexis start off, start us off. Cool. So th- I'm in between a lot, actually. <laughs> so I'm going to pick one thing <laughs> to focus on for this episode. I'm actually going to relate it to the personal style because I'm kind of in between something right now. So since July of 2021, I've really shifted a lot of my habits and rhythms and mindset around movement and nutrition and like really focused on building a lifestyle around movement and changing my relationship with food. So I have in the process of that, I have released about 30 pounds and a lot of my clothes don't quite fit anymore. And I also don't have the financial means to like go redo my whole wardrobe right now because my husband and I are in the process of closing on our first house Second house, first one was a rental, like real estate investment. Second, like big house that we're moving into. And finances are tight. Yeah. And so I'm in between this, like I'm wearing clothes that don't fully fit me. Mm. And I don't like how I look in photos Mm. because like the clothes don't fit me right. And so that's like something I'm really in between right now. Like one, continuing to work on like my body image and not caring what I look like in a photo and like Mm -hmm. really bringing neutrality into how I feel about my body. And at the same time, like I want to wear clothes that make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And when a big chunk of my wardrobe doesn't fit me right, like pants and just things aren't quite fitting the way they they used to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm really in like this weird wardrobe funk. So I'm glad we're talking about this today. Yeah. Well, and, and for sure it's more like a a creative expression and we've kind of, and we'll dive more into that later, but whenever you don't have clothes that don't fit you well or how you want them to fit, right. then suddenly you feel kind of handicapped or like, yeah. cause we've talked about this a million times. It's literally how we show up and express ourselves. Right. I cannot wait to dive more into that <laughs> later. Yeah. So that's like a big thing I'm in between right now. What about you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, kind of like you, there's so many areas. Um, if I had to pick, Probably. Um, so I quit my full-time job almost two months ago. Ayo. Happy and anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's been amazing. And it's also been equally challenging mm-hmm. in so many ways. Like I have gone through the ringer. This is like the ultimate growth moment for me because whenever you don't have someone above you that you're kind of like, and I don't struggle with getting things done. I struggle more with being just really mean to myself. And I had an incredible boss who just gave me such great feedback all the time. Mm. And so one thing that I've caught myself recently in is I am such a mean boss <laughs> to myself, you know? And so I will like produce and produce and get stuff done. And then I just always feel like it's not enough. And so I'm in the middle of learning how to A, be a creative, B, be a CEO of my business, and C, like implement that emotional side of the business with those boundaries. So boundaries with like how much I work, just because I'm passionate about it doesn't mean I need to work all the time just because it feels fun, you know? And so just creating boundaries and for my mental health. And that also looks like waking up at a, a certain time. You know, in the beginning, I just let my body just rest and recover from so many years of going so hard, which was fine. And then I felt a shift too whenever it was more like I was letting myself sleep in rather Mm -hmm. than like, like I was ready for a routine. Yeah. And you feel that. Yeah. So I'm in between all of that. And then I think part of me too sometimes just gets so wrapped up in the creative aspect that I will shift and push CEO things to the side, which is Mm. what's my vision? Where am I going? What's the next move? Right. What do I need to outsource? Where am I spending my time? And I genuinely love those kind of tasks. But now that it's my full-time job, for whatever reason, I default to producing as an employee. So it's a really interesting mindset that I have had to like navigate of like putting on different hats different days Mm. and literally scheduling it out and being like this is a ceo day yes this is a creative day love so more to come on that but that's what i'm learning right now (laughs) it's kind of like the the difference between working in your business and working on your business and like those days where you're really working on the vision and on the strategy and like the the high level thinking that makes it happen Mm -hmm. and then you get into production mode but like when we are living in production mode the whole time, it's almost like you feel disconnected from the vision. Yes. You're like, what am I working so hard for? Yes. yes totally. Yeah. And when you're full time in your business too, those tasks never end because you can always create an endless amount of tasks I need to get done. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> so Every I day. have to like push myself and be like, no, we are not going to get stuck in admin. This is that's important, but there's a time for it. Right. Totally. <laughs> totally agree. Um. Okay, should we shift into, you can clear your throat. (laughs) Okay, guys, full disclosure. Um, (laughs) We said we were going to be super honest on this podcast. Do it. I drank a protein shake before (laughs) coming into the podcast, and I've had to clear my throat like a million times already. I told Alexa, I was like, please Venmo request me a cent at least for every time that you have to. (laughs) And in my my, um, throat clearing out. So... (laughs) Anyway, she's got a milky mouth. She's got a chalky, a chalky mouth. Oh, is that too deep? Is that too sexual? Welcome to our friendship, friends. <laughs> she's literally like, don't say that. Why are you saying that? Oh my oh. gosh. Um, it's okay. I will not Venmo request you for editing because this is my labor of love. Oh, I feel so loved. <laughs> um, let's jump into the evolution of our personal style. Okay. Where should we begin? Okay. I feel like um, college era, Mm. 
would be good. Yeah, let's go back to like the tube tight skirts, <laughs> peplum shirts. Oh my gosh, the business, but at the club. <laughs> the business club look and with the boots that go over the skinny jeans. Boots with the fur. Boots with the fur. <laughs> yes. Okay, oh. you go first. Okay. Okay, so for me, I'm going to go back a little bit before college. So for those of you that don't know, I grew up in Miami and then I moved to Effingham, Illinois, small town vibes yeah. um, in 2012. So it was my senior year, two months before graduating. That's that's a different story for a different podcast. Yeah, we'll dig into that later. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, at that time, that's when everybody was wearing all the colored skinnies oh my in Miami, you know, and yeah. then all like... Basically, Hot Topic meets Paxson. Like, some days I was bright, you know, skinny. The other day I was California girl. Absolutely. <laughs> Which one am I picking today? Am I a surfer chick? <laughs> or am I a rebel without a cause? It just depends. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> oh, just my god! Keep going. So, <laughs> this is great. So, anyway, I move here. And I feel like it's pretty normal that um, like certain styles in the city just kind of take a little bit longer to get to like this area rule. Yeah. And so I show up on my first day of school with my favorite, like bright purple skinnies and long story short, that whole season of life was like, I just felt like anything that I wore, I just got stared at or it was just too much or I dressed up too much. Like that was a time in high school where we were having, you know, like um, homecoming and all these different things. And we wore heels to like different kinds of parties and stuff. And here heels was just for special events, like mm -hmm. just homecoming, just different things. So long story short, I just started feeling, I mean, I was already very vulnerable moving into a whole new area where people have grown up together. And so I feel like it's pretty normal to try to fit in. Yeah. And so I caught myself starting to kind of dwindle back and kind of like just go into how can I make my style as simple as possible? And I don't think I caught that at the time, but I did catch myself just feeling kind of sad that I couldn't wear certain things. Mm -hmm. And I think with maturity and with age, I now look back on that and it's like, I really restricted myself. Like, sure, the area, the style is different and, and it's just, it is what it is, but you should still feel comfortable to be you and right. do like wear whatever you want. So that was kind of me in like high school going into college and pretty much most of my college years just I would dabble a little bit into um, like wearing fun things. But really it was more when I went to Miami to visit home that like my style really popped out or, or just showed off. So um, what about you? Yeah, <laughs> I love th – thank you for sharing that too because I think that's like such an important part that really walks into our adulthood especially as women, like we carry so much from high school and college, mm. like we do. And in the way that we approach a lot of things, we don't have to, but it, it somehow ends up seeping into our early adult years. Yeah. And then we spend our 20s unraveling everything that happened to us in our teens. Literally. Especially <laughs> things around style because girls can be catty and like, you know, say things or whatever, look at you a certain way and make you feel a certain way. And then mm -hmm. you internalize that and then you end up becoming really insecure. And so there's like, there's so much to unpack there, but totally resonate. I remember the very first time I realized that I was different because mm. um, I grew up in a really small town of like 500 people 
And my graduating class was 26 kids. So just very, very small. Like you moved to the rural area that I'm from. And I was, I was in fifth grade. I was, had just turned 11 and I went to rural King with, which is like a, (laughs) like a tractor supply store. Okay. (laughs) But I went to rural King with my Nana and I found this bubblegum pink, like rain jacket, but it was like fake leather was like pleather on the outside with these cool pockets. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, wow, like this is, this is, I'm going to wear this to school. It was on clearance. I'm a big bargain shopper. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy this. And I wore it to school the next day. And I got, definitely got some like people laughing at me and Mm. like, you know, and that was the first time I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. But how I internalized that was wearing weird things is a way for me to get attention. Mm. So how I ended up showing up in high school and college was I wore the crazy stuff because it got attention. And so then I had to unravel that of like, we don't wear things to perform for people. Yeah. We wear things because they're an expression of who we are and 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 what makes us feel good instead of, am, is someone going to like, you know, pay attention to me today? Yeah. So I really had to unravel that in college specifically, you know, when you're wearing like the spandex short, short like skirts and like all the, the crazy things that we wore in college. And I went to school in the Midwest um, and it was very cold all the time. Yes. And I would walk, it would be like, it would literally be 15 degrees out in Illinois and I we would walk to the bars and I would not have a coat on. You know, literally. Okay, not gonna lie. Sometimes I just don't wear a coat because of the outfit. Still, yeah. to this day, mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I have I have like two specific stylish coats that I wear over things mm-hmm. because I'm like this goes with the look. But if it doesn't go with the look, I'm gonna just be cold. Yeah, I'll just run. <laughs> I'll just God run. gave me long legs for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So after college, then what happened to you? Like with style. So there was an interesting period where I feel like the people in my life at that time, um, it was the same thing. So it was, I stayed in the Midwest. I was working in marketing at that time, but I was still working in an environment that was Midwest people Mm -hmm. and also kind and very nice. Um, But it was still that like, if I wore something odd, I stood out. And for whatever reason, my default is more to like hide. And it's been really interesting to unpack that because I've had to work to actually be like, no, I can take up space and this is okay. And if this is what I want to wear and I'm wearing it for the right reasons, then that's okay. But I kind of like shied away from it. And so I worked my way into embracing the corporate type um, like suits and things like that. And that was really fun. And then I started working. Did you ever own a pencil skirt? Oh, yeah. I was a pencil skirt queen <laughs> in my early 20s. I was yes. like, I'm wearing a pencil skirt. I am so professional. <laughs> I literally was like, I am wearing black heels, a yes. black pencil skirt, and a blousey blouse. Yeah. I was like, I am an adult. I'm an adult. <laughs> yes. Well, and two for me, it was like, if I wore heels, I was six foot. <laughs> I am six foot in heels. I'm 5'10". But with heels, I'm like just towering over everyone. You love it. And honestly, that's more where I... I kind of went into being a little bit more bold because in my career, and it's interesting how much things intertwine, but in my career at the time, I was a marketing manager, mind you, as a 20-year-old or 21-year-old, over 20 locations. And everyone that managed those locations were like at least 40 years old or maybe 35. And so I really had to step in and be like, all right, we, mm. we need to take, so, take up some space. Like someone believes in you. Let's steward this well. Let's let's really go for it. 
but it ended up showing up in the way that I dress. Absolutely. And I was like, pencil skirts, <laughs> heels, blazers. I am professional. Yes, I am so professional. Um, and then after that, when I moved on from that job to my last job, it was the same thing. It was a little bit of a culture difference. And at my last job, it was very corporate-y. They really wanted you to dress up, which I, I enjoyed. And then he was very casual. And so it was a little bit interesting just the adjustment of clothes. And I went back to that like high school self. Mm. <clears throat> Okay. Yeah. I, I really kind of connected to that like casual look. I'm taking up too much space. I'm I'm too dressed up. Like this is not the occasion for it. And like this is what they would wear to a, we a wedding. And I'm just like too much. And again, these are things that I put on myself. Right. Nobody ever told me these things. It was just more the environment. It was the, was it the perception of what they thought of you? Like, did in, did you ever get looks? And so then you internalize yeah. the looks. Yeah. Even though words were never exchanged. Yeah. And that's the thing about style that I think a lot of us experience is like someone will linger too long looking at what you're wearing. Yes. And you internalize that. And the perception <clears throat> of the look, we go into like a little bit of a spiral. Yes. Like, what does that mean? Why they look like that? Like, is something wrong with me? I literally had a woman do that to me this weekend. Mm -hmm. I was wearing um, a workout outfit at the airport and she took her eyes and went all the way down my whole body. And I was like, is it okay? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's just an athleisure, yes. you know? But then I like caught myself. Yeah. So I'm curious, like the internalization mm -hmm. of perception and how even the words are never exchanged. But see, the interesting thing about that is down the road – like at first they wouldn't say anything and down the road they would give me like sweet compliments right and so it was really me yeah. <laughs> I was is. the drama <laughs> am I the drama am, am I, I the villain and then like closer to whenever um like my time there wrapped up we went they're like Asher we want you to take us shopping and it was just like the best time it was so sweet I loved it and it was just a whole different you know, cycle. Mm -hmm. But again, it was more at that time, I hadn't gone through as much emotional growth. And so I wasn't, I wanted to fit in. I just wanted to blend in. If, if I stood out too much, I'm going to, I was going to retrieve. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is I remember being sad about not being able to wear certain things. Yeah. So yeah. What and, about you after college? Well, gosh, there's so much, there's so much to like unpack there, but I will say one of the highest compliments that I can get is when someone asks me to take them shopping. Oh my gosh, I agree. I am like girlfriend or I've actually had men approach me too, like professionally. Yeah. And like, I can't, I, yeah, I don't want to disclose who they are, but like, cause that, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm getting flustered about that, but <laughs> like I will dig into that, but like I'm very bold in what I wear and I always have been. And men and women have seen that and they're like, mm. I want to feel that way that you feel and the way that you express how you like are. Yeah. And I have taken it, men and women shopping. Yeah. And like have helped them work through um, the process of picking things that bring them joy mm -hmm. and that they feel comfortable and confident in. That's a whole other thing. But a big thing that like influenced college days was whenever I was in college, I started a women's clothing company called AT Avenue. And it was a traveling boutique that I literally did out of my car. And I set up these trunk shows in women's homes and everyone would come shop. And 
we're going to do a separate episode on like our journey as entrepreneurs. Yes. So I'm going to like sideline that combo for then. <laughs> but um, I essentially was buying clothes from New York and LA and that mm-hmm. like really influenced my style. And so I, I was also a, it was a capsule wardrobe kind of boutique. Mm. So I only ordered six of everything. And then once it was gone, it was gone. Yeah. And so I loved that kind of um, uniqueness uniqueness yeah. to the clothing. So I kind of carried that into um, – I did that for two and a half years. And then after I graduated college, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, mm. which – like deeply influenced my style mm-hmm. and got really connected with the blogging community there and the influencer community and like that the fashion of all of those amazing women like yes. really influenced me so the hats i mean i have an insane hat collection the iconic alexis hat <laughs> if you've been if you've been in my ecosystem my sphere my community for you know, a while, you've definitely seen the Alexis hat era. Yes. And she might be coming back. She's taken... When you move to Texas? I think when I moved to Texas, hats are coming I'm back, people. back in. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a drill. <laughs> this is not a drill. Um, yeah, I've just kind of taken a hiatus from my hats, but like the wide brim hat look, mm. I mean, I would... I love my hat collection <clears throat> and it's not going anywhere. I just haven't touched them in a while <laughs> and put mm-hmm. them on. Um, but working remote, I've my whole career has been remote. Mm-hmm. So my first job was kind of a hybrid before hybrid was a thing where I would go into the office two days a week and the rest of my job was completely remote mm-hmm. because my my bosses traveled so much for work. They were like, you don't need to be in the office. Right. So I had a, a couple of like professional wardrobe-esque, a lot of blazers and those pencil skirts, um, but a lot of patterns, a lot of a lot of like um, shirts a graphic tease tucked into a, a long skirt with a belt. Yes. Like the cinched weight belt thing was like yes. my thing. <laughs> I remember it. I have been following you since AT Avenue because oh I gosh. was a customer. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, it's funny how our timelines kind of start um, intertwining there because coming from Miami again, not being able to find really clothes in the area that I found were unique or that I – wanted to buy and then I run into your boutique and I'm like this is amazing and it's only six of each item I'm like I'm gonna be so unique (laughs) and I I genuinely I thought you did an amazing job like the clothes that you had were incredible um and I loved it I've been following you ever since so for a season there when you moved to Nashville you inspired me a lot with your fashion I was like oh okay like same thing that people have told you of you could tell you were you just look so free mm-hmm. and you were just being artistic and doing your thing. And I was like, oh, I never thought about putting, you know, a belt with a skirt. Let's try this. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's that's the part is that was important to my journey and style. Um, I wouldn't say that it was crucial and that I wouldn't still be the same person, but it was definitely influential when I left my rural community and I stepped into like a metropolitan city for the first time in my life. Mm. That really influenced style because things, trends and styles move so quickly mm-hmm. in cities versus like the rural areas of of um, the world, honestly. Yeah. And that really influenced the way that I approached fashion mm. and just a lot of patterns and heels and and I've gone through a lot of different shifts, but the the core thing was wearing something that made me feel really comfortable in my body. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. And then making sure that I wasn't wearing something that 
I was worried about what other people thought of me mm-hmm. or like out of performance, like uh, back to, you know, my roots around that of like, I want to wear something because it's what I want to wear and not because I'm trying to gather attention or, mm-hmm. um, you know, prove something. Yeah. It's a big one for me. Um, and really like unpack that. And so when I moved to Nashville, I had the ability to do that in like a really freeing way mm-hmm. where like no one knew me. I could just wear whatever. And it was every time I left the house, it felt like the runway. To yes. Me, it was like my <laughs> own personal runway. <laughs> Those are my favorite days when I'm like, the world is my runway today. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Walking to the dollar store, but it's okay. <laughs> Literally at Walmart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally just to get my mail. There's yeah. days where I just don't leave my house, but I got a whole outfit. Literally. I just get the mail. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So let's talk about mid twenties. Like, and when, when things kind of shifted for you, like you remember feeling really sad mm-hmm. that, um, you felt like you couldn't wear what you wanted to wear at work. And like, even just here, like what kind of shifted for you over the last couple of years? Yeah. I mean, I think too, in 2019, I took a trip to Colombia, which is where my parents are from. And it was such an impactful trip. I, I can't even put into words how at home I felt. And the crazy thing about that whole trip is that everybody just felt so bold. Like everyone just loved boldly. Everyone just danced boldly. Everyone, like the wedding that I went to, everyone's wearing, it looked like prom on steroids. Like it was just absolutely stunning. And I just felt so at home. I I felt like I had the permission to be. Mm. And it wasn't out of performance. It was just like, okay, well, what do you want to wear? Like you just embrace your style and that's it. There was people in, you know, just very sleek, simple dresses and some that were just absolutely crazy, but it was everybody was showing the, like showing up as the best version of themselves, which was, which was so beautiful. Yeah. And so I came back from that trip just kind of really thinking, how much have I shied away from who I really am? Because that's another layer of growing up. My parents, my mom actually went to school to be like a fashion designer and she would like make dresses for my sister and all these things. And she's always loved fashion, always encouraged us to have our own style and be very bold with it. It really just culture, you know, shifted for me. Mm-hmm. And so after that trip to Colombia, I just really took elements to them. Like, these are my roots. This is who I am. Right. And I'm not going to apologize for that. And I'm just going to show up boldly. And if people will comment, because I, I would hear comments from people not at work, um, just different people in my life that if, if I wore something funny, they'd be like, oh, that's so funny. Like, oh, that's so crazy. Oh, they would literally just be like, oh, haha. And they would just like laugh at what I wore. And I was like, what is happening? Can we just, can we just like, um, I know that the in between podcast listeners, like, let's not do that. Yeah. You know, let's not, let's not like make comments like that. You don't know what it took for someone to wear that. Yes. You don't know what bridges someone might have crossed with their body image or with their confidence or with their hair or whatever it is. And then to meet like that's what you're met with. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, here's more evidence that I need to just hide. Yes. And and like, let's just not do that, y'all. Yeah. Let's not do that. For sure. For sure. If anything, just like encouraging words when you see someone step out into their own style of trying new things. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was so encouraging to me whenever um, in the past year or two, I've been more, I've shared that more online. 
And it's crazy because that's been the most amount of engagement I've gotten on stories and people I've gotten DMs of people being like, will you shop for me? I'm like, I would love that. (laughs) What do you need? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But really for me, I think the turning point, it's really, I went through a really hard season of my life between 24 and 26, which was just last year, (laughs) Um, which I will share more on later on in the podcast. But through that, I started therapy. And I started really diving deep into who who am I mm-hmm. and who do I want to be and what are my values. And I took on coaching. I've just really invested a lot in like that personal development side of things. And through that exploration of who am I, that style and that fashion has just been an expression of it. So at times, especially like when I was 25 and in the middle of all of it, it's really interesting to look back and see a pattern of buying tons of neutral black clothes, like black and white and gray, because that's how I was feeling. Yeah. And lately, I've been gravitating towards literally neon colors. <laughs> and so it's just really, really interesting, the psychology behind color, behind the items that we choose. Um even just like I went through the whole Marie Kondo thing in my closet and the energy that I've had of just like taking out everything that just d- I don't like and I don't wear I'm it. I'm not going to wear it. Yeah. yeah. And then every time I look at it, it just reminds me that, you know, you can't fit into it or whatever it is. So I just got rid of all of that during quarantine. And I genuinely try to make my closet some kind of like I'm shopping in it every yes. day. Yes. Like a shopping experience. Love and that. so my there's times my room will be a wreck, but you open my closet and everything's like color-coded and organized. <laughs> and that's just really important to me. So for me, that's really where things shifted and it continues to be that way. As I continue to heal and grow and accept myself, I choose just bolder outfits. Or even if I wear something more simple, I'm choosing it more intentionally. Right. And it usually reflects the season of life that I'm in. Yeah, for sure. I can remember during, I went through a really hard season, mm, 2018 to 2020, really. Um, I lost a really close friend and I like went into a very deep hole of grieving. And then I was in like kind of situational depression. It was my first time ever experiencing like situational depression, like a situation happens in your life, like a circumstance and we don't have the tools to know how to navigate it. Mm. And a lot of times that that can end up sparking a depressive cycle. Yeah. So I went through like a, a year long cycle of depression. And I noticed that um, when I when that happened, I went to like jeans and t-shirts. I stopped wearing patterns. I stopped like dressing the I, I wasn't as bold because mm-hmm. I wasn't as confident because mm-hmm. I was really struggling mentally mm-hmm. and then whenever COVID hit I also um was again like working from home and I noticed like I was just gravitating towards sweatpants all the time mm-hmm. like sweatpants and a hoodie sweatpants and a hoodie every single day at work and then I quit my job to be a full-time entrepreneur and then I had so much of my identity wrapped up in work that again, just dove another like cycle of depression after that. And same thing, sweats all the time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I actually started coming to a co-working space mm. a year ago, like March of 2021, where I actually got back into fashion. 
because I was in my hermit hole for like two years. Yeah. And that's okay. Like that was a, that's a big part of my journey. I don't, I'm not shaming myself for that. Mm -hmm. And I wanted what was comfortable. Yeah. And that was comforting to me. Yes. And then it took leaving my, it it took leaving my environment to go to a new place, like Mm -hmm. a co-working space for me to like put on real pants and, um, like experiment with makeup again Mm -hmm. and try a new hairstyle. I like started doing the slick back pony look Mm -hmm. a little over a year ago. And like, I love that look now. Mm -hmm. And like just kind of switching things up environmentally also impacted my style. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. And I think a lot of us can relate with when you're going through those hard seasons. It's just even hard sometimes as basic as hygiene, honestly. Literally brushing my teeth was the thing I always struggled with. Yes. Yes. I was like, I just, whenever I'm, which this is a little side note, but like I will just, my little corner in my couch, sweatpants and a massive blanket, just find me there. Yes. And also if I'm there for too long, come get, come get me out. <laughs> Send help. Yeah. <laughs> but I think too, like that's also the powerful part of like, you know, it doesn't always have to be this bold thing. Right. It's like, it's the expression. And I think too, whenever we're um, catching ourselves in patterns, that's one thing that I notice in myself now too, because, you know, healing is a really long process and there's so many waves of it. And whenever there's too many days consecutively where I'm like, I don't want to get ready and I just want to be in my comfy clothes forever and ever, then I'm like, okay, what's up? Mm -hmm. We need to stop here for a sec and let's talk it out because we're ignoring something and this is not okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Like if you're someone that loves to wear sweats every day, amazing. That's, yes. that's great for you. Absolutely. And then maybe for you, the, the pattern outside of it is if you dress up too much, maybe that feels out of character. So it's really more about how can you customize your wardrobe for things that feel comfortable to you and whatever it is that kind of feels out of alignment that, you know, you go to, or that one sweatshirt that's like, okay, this feels like a hug. Mm-hmm. What happens whenever we stay there a little bit too long? Right. My, I, I give myself a three-day grace period. Mm, like too. if I've stayed in, like if I've been working from home and working in sweats for three days straight, I'm like, okay, we like, let's check in and see what's going on here. And mm-hmm. then the next day I will challenge myself. Maybe I don't go to the co-working space all day. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go there in the morning and then end my day at home. Or maybe I'll go to the coffee shop. Yeah. And I want to be around people and I want to like be around movement and energy. Yeah. And even like how that shows up in what I wear yeah. is is a big one. Another thing for me is growing up in the church mm. and modesty and femininity and masculinity and how much religion for me, I'm just speaking for myself, how much religion and the church can really influence what we wear and how we show up mm-hmm. as women in particular. Um, and like I grew up going to church camp all through, you know, five years old till 18. And then I was a camp counselor and like, you know, very, very involved in the church. And then even in Nashville too, like being involved in church there and small groups and stuff. And over the last couple of years, I've kind of been working through my relationship with the church. And we'll definitely, I'm sure at some point, dig into that if we want to on the pod. But yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're like linking out to a lot of different episodes yes. that we haven't Stay recorded. Tuned. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> recorded them yet, but a lot of topics are coming up. Um, but that was a big one for me was like releasing like what is femininity to me? Yeah. What does modesty really mean to me and how much do I really value it? Like 
is the value of modesty put on to me by a religion or by a system? Or is it actually a reflection of, of my values? Mm-hmm. Is modesty one of my values or is it someone else's value that's being projected onto me? Mm-hmm. And I realized over the last couple of years that modesty actually isn't one of my values. And it's not something that I even think about anymore. Mm. And um, my the way I own my femininity and the masculine parts of my personality and my body is that this is my choice. This is how I want to show up in the world. And I I encourage everyone to figure out what that is for themselves and mm-hmm. like what could be being pushed on you or influencing your style. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's even too much social media consumption. Yes. Like there's a lot of different things that influence right. us. But for me now, like I'm way more comfortable showing my midriff and wearing crop tops to the gym mm-hmm. and I love my cleavage and like that's the way that I express myself. And yes, people make comments to me. And I also, how I navigate that is I say, one, like I wasn't asking. Right. And another, (laughs) period, I was not asking. Yes. Uh, And another thing is like, hey, I think that might be a reflection of your version of modesty, not mine. Or that might be something that I can tell is important to you, but that's not something that is important to me. And it's how you grow up too, because I think that one thing that was interesting for me, even as a Christian, was I grew up in a church in Miami, which I loved. And then when I came to a church in the Midwest, the definitions of modesty were very different in both. <laughs> ah. You know, and then I've heard of people in like a church in Hawaii that they'll just show up in shorts and t shirt. It's just like at the end of the day, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of respect. Right. You know, like if you've chosen to wear certain things, who am I to come and tell you? And if you have a certain conviction and you want to be extremely modest, and that's amazing too. Absolutely. And it's just like, it's just about respect and knowing too um, that as people, what we share, what we talk about, especially when it comes to people's appearances can be so damaging, so damaging. Yeah. And it, and then people think that it's just like, oh, it's just a shirt. It's just a dress or it's just this. There's so many more layers to that. And like we've discussed, Gus today, the boldness and the courage that it takes to step out of your comfort zone and be yourself or the inner work that you've had to do to then be like, I'm going to wear this genuinely for me and not for anybody else. Like every time that we wear those pieces of clothing, we are reminding ourselves of how far we've come. Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful. And, And I think that we need to just respect where other people are at in their journeys, encourage them and just know that it's not okay to make negative comments about people's clothes clothes because guess who's wearing them the people yes and so when you're (laughs) making a comment about like an object like a shirt or pants the person's wearing them yes and that that's really about like that they they can internalize that and it's about the human and making comments about weight gain or weight loss Mm. or just comments about anything at all like a a beautiful way to address that is just be like i love your dress you're Mm -hmm. radiating today like you look yeah. so you look you're glowing or like I love your confidence and you've influenced my confidence and like there are ways to compliment people mm-hmm. in a way that's really genuine that doesn't have to do with like their body or their piece of clothing or how they're wearing it or whatever. Yeah. That can it, it can be a connection. I'm not saying don't ever compliment anyone or don't ever say right. anything. Yes. But it's like you know in your gut when you're being malicious. Yeah. And can I just <laughs> add to that too? Um you know, being completely honest and unfiltered, 
I feel like we've all gone through thought processes where we've judged the way that someone has dressed or yeah. looked and like we've had that thought come into our minds. Absolutely. And one thing that I go through recently is when that pops up, usually it's because I'm feeling insecure about something in my life. A hundred percent. And so I pause and I'm like, ooh, that judgment just came through my head. Mm-hmm. I just judged this girl's outfit or this thing at the gym or whatever it is. I'm like, that's not okay. And more than anything, it speaks about where I am at. Right. So then I will retrieve back and sometimes I'll be like, oh, okay, maybe um, you know, I'm having body image issues this week. And suddenly that popped up as judgment on somebody else's body. Or um, I'm not feeling confident about how clothes are fitting me right now. So then that pops up in judging somebody else's outfit. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times whenever we are confident in who we are, we are not going to be judging other people 100%. for it. We are just projecting. And hopefully this maybe brings some freedom to to people who have been judged. And this has been a, a life lesson for me is sadly some of the the hurtful things that happen to us, it's because those people aren't healed yet and they are just projecting onto us. And that pops up specifically in style that way. Is it okay? No. And at the same time, we can acknowledge that they're in their own journey, let it go, and you can still be you, you can still be bold, and you can still wear whatever you want. Right. And you get you get to choose if those comments or judgments are an obstacle or something that you can just decide to not pay attention to. Yes. Um, and that's a choice that we get to make. And that's such a beautiful thing that you said around when we are more critical of others and more judgmental of others, that it's a reflection of what's going on in our own hearts. And it's so good. Like, amen, retweet, clap, all of it <laughs> because it's, it really is. It's very true. And, um, the healing is never done. Mm-hmm. And even like the evolution of our style is never over. And yes. And the way that we express ourselves can change and shift. And even if you've been looking at other ways to express yourself or mm-hmm. you want to dye your hair or, yeah. um, you're a guy and you want to paint your nails or wear makeup or whatever, like, that's an expression of your style and so much um, of life in society can really put us into boxes. And like, if you've been wanting to experiment or test something out, I just want to be in your corner and say, do it, try it and see what confidence can build from that. Because another thing of, of like living a full life is keeping promises to yourself. Yes. And like when you're keeping promises to yourself, it builds confidence and that mm-hmm. happens on a daily that happens on a daily level. Mm-hmm. And so we can't expect confidence to show up if we're not showing up for ourselves daily. Yes. And one of the ways that you can experiment with that is through style. Yeah. And and not that doesn't necessarily have to um, be makeup or clothes or whatever, but like find what that might be for you mm-hmm. and start experimenting with that. Yeah. And just the awareness too, um, to kind of add on to that of for example, there'll be times where there'll be an outfit I want to wear. And then based on who I'm going to see, I will go back and I will change. Mm. And then I'll be like, well, no, why did I do that? Self-betrayal pops up. And then so just being able to pause in certain moments and be like, is this genuinely what I want to wear? Or am I doing this for others? Am I doing, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if going to prom and sweats. If you if you want to do that, that's fine. But usually there's a dress code. <laughs> but in general, if you can pause in those moments and ask, why did I just do that? Or why do I feel a certain way? We can learn so much. And it to me, it feels like a hug to myself because I feel like I'm listening to what I have to say about 
how I want to dress and how we want to show up in the world. And uh, that also can come in the form of overthinking things too. Mm. Like I'm really struggling to find something to wear. I'm overthinking it. Why? Yes. Why am I struggling to find what I'm wearing? Like, does this have a connection to who I'm going to see or where I'm going to be or like even what I wore to my class reunion and we're going to do an episode on class reunions. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mine's coming up. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, But like we can get a little um, obsessive overthinking how we want to show up in certain places. And that's another form of like performance and sometimes self-betrayal when we're doing it for external instead of focusing on what's happening internally. Yeah. Um, But gosh, it's just been such a fun episode. I loved it (laughs) so much. Prepare to be sick of me. (laughs) Prepare right now to be sick of me. You guys are on TikTok. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Very important element about Astrid and I is we are TikTok queens. Yes. We will speak in TikTok. We will speak in TikTok (laughs) language. I have not quite mastered how to create the TikToks. Or show up consistently on there yet, but we're working on it. But I love consuming it. It is the best. It is so fun. We need boundaries around it. <laughs> we do. I've been working on boundaries with TikTok lately, and it's been really good for my, good. my sleep. Because yes. I, I am like a doom scroller <laughs> at night. I'm like, I'm avoiding everything. Me too. So yes. I'm on my phone for too long. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening to our first episode of the In Between podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please, please, please leave us a review. Yes. Um, if you are on Spotify, you can just rate it one through five. Just go ahead and get it a, an automatic five star. And then if you're listening on iTunes, you can uh, rate the podcast and like actually leave a written review. But those things really, really help the show. And um, we would just love to one, hear what you're taking away from the podcast. And if you've made it all the way to the end, go ahead and screenshot your podcast player and tag us on Instagram stories because we love to connect with you. Yes. You can tag the um, at in between dot pod and we will see all the tags there and if you want to tag us individually on instagram you can tag me at alexis tykemiller and mine is astra johanna photo amazing and we'll have that all linked up in the show notes and any any lasting thoughts i've got one more yeah yeah yeah. okay i love dms yes so much dm the crap out of me please like i really want to know (laughs) especially just chatting through the personal style like if any of these areas or things that we discussed today resonated with you or you want to share a little bit of your own journey, please DM us on Instagram. I love hearing um, from you guys on it. And hopefully this was uh, beneficial to you, but we will chat with you next time. (laughs) 